Enterprise is hosted by Gene Hopkins, Chief Revenue Officer, and Meher Govadia, Lead QA Analyst at OneScreen AI. Backed with 30 plus years of experience in marketing technology and data, Gene builds sustainable customer and team relationships while bridging the gap between marketing and sales organizations. Meher is bringing the stories of their team members in India, front and center, always looking for the unique skills and experiences they each bring to OneScreen AI. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our next episode of Table Fries. And with me today is Jenna Kaysen. Uh, she's been part of the One Screen family for, I guess, it's going on 18 months now, and she's got a heck of a story to be able to tell us. But before we jump into it, Jenna, what's it like being on a podcast right now? <laughs> I'm usually training people to be on podcasts. <laughs> I have been on a few in the past, but yeah, usually I'm on the other end of this. So I don't know. Here we are. <laughs> The behind the scenes, the behind the scenes. So speaking of that, you know, all the training that you do, you do so many different things with different executives, different people trying to make them better. And a lot of people just don't spend any time on public speaking. They don't learn anything. They haven't figured out like what the next logical step is from a business professional standpoint. Do you think knowing how to speak in public is an important distinguishing factor for a business leader? Oh, 100%. I think that, well, it, the media has changed, right? So back when I first started my career, we leaned in really heavily on the media training. The media is kind of cautious about that now. They can tell if an executive has been overly media trained. So I love when we find the, uh, an executive who is just needs a little bit of polishing, and which is the case with our wonderful CEO, Gene, as you know. <laughs> Uh, trying, trying to get him to put 10 pounds of words in a one pound bag. I know that, that's the main pointer Sam needs. Yes. Yeah, that's so true. That's much easier to teach than, than the other way around. He's yes, coachable. Exactly. It's the ones that aren't coachable. Yeah. You're so, you're so right. And you are such a great guest for us to be able to have on today. You've been with the company for a year and a half. You've been involved with the company. And initially you came in as a PR agent to be able to help us, I guess, kind of strategize on what the messaging is. D did you want to talk about, I mean, the reason we have table fries is it's all about sharing. And, and part of sharing is learning how people evolved, how the different changes that they made. And as you and I both know, OneScreen has gone through a number of changes in terms of its product offering, in terms of its team, in terms of things. What have you learned during the past 15 months with the company? Oh, gosh. And one answer. Okay. So <laughs> I initially joined OneScreen as a consultant for a three-month term. And here we are 18 months later, and I'm a full-time employee. Yeah. When I owned my own consultancy, the beauty of it was I was very picky about which clients I took on. And I just loved the OneScreen team. I'll be honest, I had no idea what they were doing. I didn't really <laughs> understand the concept. I mean, it actually took months for me to wrap my head around. And then just as soon as I thought I had the concept, everything changed the, the direction. And But the team has been wonderful. And, you know, it's it's been a great experience and obviously led to me selling my business and, and joining the company full time. So how did you actually come to the company? Was it Kyle James that brought you? Yes, Kyle James and I worked together very briefly, but hit it off. And some of my best friends in my lifetime have been people I've worked with in the past. So Kyle remembered me. We had stayed in touch a little bit. 
Um, uh-huh. He said, we need a PR person, pulled me in. I think I was the last consultant one screen talked to, and they had already at that point decided, you know what, we're not ready for a PR consultant. And then I guess in our conversation, the chemistry was mutual. <laughs> and so they decided to move forward and I was excited about that. So yeah, Cal. Well, Bain the chemistry is... Certainly mutual, because when I joined the company back in September, you were on board as a PR uh, team member, and I knew that we needed even more, and I brought Broad PR with me, and you and Broad PR have, you know, it's a marriage made in heaven, it and, is. <laughs> and we, we have four very strong people that really believe in the public relations and how important having the right cadence of communications and you are amazingly organized. You just keep that, <laughs> keep the trains running on time. Yeah, <laughs> you you definitely have a handful. So let's talk a little bit that Table Fries is all about sharing. And so the idea is for us to share some of our successes and, and let's talk about some of them. How do you determine the priorities of your day? What does it look like for you? I know you you write everything out. I know that I for a fact. <laughs> you yeah. are a planner. So, so how do you determine what the priorities are? Every Sunday, I plan out my week personally and work. So whether it's at home or at work, and I don't think I've ever showed you, I have a color-coded planner. I mean, literally oh, nice. is blocked and... And as you know, I have a four-year-old gene, so I'm naturally efficient with my time and organized, but I have had to learn that tenfold with having a daughter and making sure my time at work is maximized as well as my time with my family. So I organize all of that on Sunday, and then I remain flexible as needed throughout the day. My work priorities, I have a list, and I organize it by highest ROI plus impending deadline first. I have categories. And then I go down from there, it'll be lower ROI, but still has a deadline all the way down to low ROI, no, no deadline. Yeah, it's a bit of a magic sauce. How I long guess. does it take you to do something like that? That's why I do it on Sunday. <laughs> so it takes a long time? Yeah, it take, but it's actually, um, it's kind of soothing for me. It's weird. It's like kind of therapeutic for me to, I'm a problem solver naturally. It's kind of therapeutic for me to put everything in place. And it's kind of like doing a puzzle. I don't really like doing actual puzzles. I guess this is my my puzzle doing. That's so. your Tetris, right? That's your <laughs> yes, Tetris. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Figuring out your calendar. Yeah. So you actually, you always make time for honor. And you and I have an agreement that Fridays, you and your husband alternate taking care of honor and taking her out and bringing her places. And you've gone to the Houston rodeo a few times in the past few weeks. Do you want, you want to talk about that a little? Uh, Five? Yeah. Holy moly. (laughs) Yeah. The Houston rodeo is a big deal in Houston. It's a three week event and uh, it's always our family's favorite time of year. I mean, it's very educational. They have agra adventure. So they, the kids learn a lot about agriculture. There's a whole birthing center if you want to see live animals have babies. <laughs> really? And, okay. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's really cool. And then there's a rodeo and concert performances every night. So yeah, we usually go a lot. But to your point, it's super important. I love to adventure and explore. My husband and my daughter are like that. And oh, so, isn't that great? Yeah. We always make sure we have some exploration planned in our week that we can do together. And yeah, we, we make that a priority. So that's part of your plan. 
you make yeah. sure that you have time for adventure. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. you're great about sharing that in our family Slack channel. My personal favorite is I'm die to see whatever bow that honor is going to be wearing because the bows that she has are just, I'm like, how do you find those awesome bows? I thought you were making them honestly. No, People but you, you, you get yeah. I'm a Southerner, born and raised in Louisiana, and we are gaudy people. And so uh, <laughs> my daughter has these huge bows uh, that she wears. And she honestly, it's like an appendage of her body now. She right, will not right. leave the house unless she has a big, huge bow on her head. So. Yeah, but they, they look so adorable on you. So one, one of the big projects that you took care of in Q1 was essentially the rebranding and the um, the messaging for one screen. It was something that when you became full-time at the beginning of this year, 2022, you had it, one of your plans, high impact, high ROI, <laughs> was to be able to uh, make sure that our messaging was concrete and what we had to do. C can you explain a little about how you approach that? Because there are a lot of, not necessarily divergent opinions, but there were a lot of opinions. And when you're dealing with things like marketing, it's uh, everybody does have an opinion and yes. it's, it's, it is a difficult thing. So why don't you talk about how you herded the cats and uh, to be able to get to the it, point where you were able to present it and get a ton of positive feedback. Yeah. I'm still herding the cats. I think it's important with, <laughs> with things like marketing that are high level like this, when you're establishing the brand of an, and the persona and the identity of an entire company, especially at a startup. So it's like, you're, you're naming their baby. Uh, and I mean, that's kind of what it's like. And, and you're telling them what their baby's going to grow up and be. And um, uh -huh. it, I think the most important thing when you're doing something like that is to socialize it. So I spent an entire month with your help, Gene, of course, pulling in leaders of different teams and executives and making sure we had buy-in across the board before we rolled anything out internally. And also, it's important for employees to feel like they have some stake and say so. And uh -huh. that so there are uh -huh. opportunities in the internal rollout of the branding and messaging to have employees feel like they could give feedback and, and know that we value that. And we're, we're building this thing together. I'm just the one driving the bus, <laughs> so to uh -huh. speak. Uh -huh. And then I think it also helps that I have internal champions of mine, yourself, Gene, Sam, certainly, who always... I know no matter what, at the end of the day, Gene and Sam have my back. And I think, you know, that's really important and empowering, especially for the work that I'm doing in the company. Yeah, it's a very, very, very important work. What do you think our most ambitious goal or challenge is as we move into or as we're in? Because by the time that this episode is launched, we will be in Q2. So mm -hmm. what do you think your biggest challenge is going to be? I think our challenge is we have so many passionate people. And we know where the company is going or where we want to take it. Uh, yet we have to remember that there are processes and steps to get there. Um, mm -hmm. I get so excited about something and I'm like, wait, we haven't even done X, Y, Z yet. Like we can't, right. we can't just right. time travel to the finish line right now. There's, there's a journey and a race and we got to pace ourselves. Right. I think that's one of our biggest challenges as an organization and also one of mine personally. <laughs> Well, it is a challenge. You know, I was talking to Dave Rouse earlier this morning, who's our head of alliances and partnerships. And I said, Dave, you know, you're you're so even keeled. He was telling me about these great successes. And I'm, I'm like, woohoo. And I said, why are you so even keeled? And he said, well, I used to celebrate my successes, but I celebrated them for too long. 
and what I'm trying to do is take a page out of, I guess, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan's books and being able to say, but on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And, mm-hmm. but the more I talk to them, I'm like, you know, I'm a cheerleader naturally. I feel like we, you are too. I mean, we're both cheerleaders, yeah. right? High and, energy. And, and yeah. I, high energy. And I, I, and it's not like Dave's low energy, but he's got these successes. But it was an interesting perspective, I thought, from him. So I've got some great questions. This may hit you personally, and that's okay. What was the one decision that had the biggest impact on your growth over the past year? Well, uh, yeah, the one decision that I consciously made was to sell my business. And before that decision, I actually decided, the decision was actually to take a sabbatical, um, as you know, Jean. And the, I had rolled off all but two of my clients, uh, one screen.ai and then another client. I had called the other client, told them, you know, I'm taking a sabbatical. And the last phone call I had to make was to one screen. And that was hard for me to envision cutting the cord from one screen. And, and that's, you know, through a series of events led us here to me being here full time. And when I had that conversation with you and with Sam, the response, I had been through some personal trauma last year, which is why I was going to take a sabbatical. And the response from you and Sam was, well, kind of like a virtual hug, like, come here, like, be, you're still part of our family. And we know you're healing. And that's fine with us. And we want to help you. And I mean, that was a huge decision. And I know you were during that process were gave me a lot of grace, you were like, that's going to be a loss too, losing your business. But Honestly, it has been a real, I have not regretted that decision for one minute. And it's been a really, I feel like I'm where I, I'm supposed to be right now. So. Oh, that's great. What is the one decision or project over the past 12 months that you might've done differently? Is there anything you might've done differently? I, yes. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> During the pandemic, my husband got laid off and he was out of work for 11 months. And that became me being the sole provider of income for our family, running a consulting business. And uh, I know, and that's which, tough. Bus- which was business development. <laughs> but, right. But yeah. also, I had a team of freelancers working under me and some part time employees. And I also had uh, clients who were who were ending their contracts during the pandemic and I had to hustle and I, you know, hustling is a double-edged sword, but during that process, the decisions that I made that I, that I would make differently are that I took on any and every client that was willing to pay the amount I told them. So I wasn't making decisions based on a great fit or based on culture. Yeah. Yeah. Good people with culture or even taking on projects that I was passionate about. Um, sure. I was then, you know, putting food on the table. So <laughs> taking course, on any and everything. And at the end of yeah. the year, I ended up beating my pre-pandemic revenue target by like 50%. Because wow. I, I like overcompensated, but I also got very burned out on my business at that point. You I was sure working for, for clients that I didn't really love. And had I known that we were going to be okay, that it wasn't the end of sure. the world, that my husband was going to find right. work and we were financially stable, you know, I would have done things differently. I would have enjoyed the extra time with my family 
I would have, you know, just kept my workload the same. So yeah, that's something I would certainly change if I could go back in time. That's great. Two more questions. Can you give a wicked loving shout out to a, well, actually three more questions. So I'm sorry. Can you give a wicked loving shout out to someone on the one screen team? Oh, yes. Um, Actually, you've already mentioned Dave Rouse and that's who I would give a shout out to. Dave is, I mean, there are so many, but Dave is, you mentioned him earlier. So I was thinking about him and also our recent, it's nothing to do business related, actually. Okay, Dave is great at his job, whatever he doesn't, you know, like that's all yeah. that yeah. all goes instead. But Dave and I meet weekly to talk about partnerships and to coordinate on on how we announce those and the PR and the buzz around them. And we have really just he is always so good about saying, Hey, how are you doing? And mm-hmm. talking about our kids. And Dave also has his kid comes home is almost the same Charlie. honor. Charlie, Charlie. comes home wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know, so he's doing He's like doing the same thing I'm doing. And Dave is right. folding his laundry while on calls with me. And it is, I'll say as a woman, it's really cool to see a man doing that. And yeah. um, to see a man who's not like nervous about folding laundry on a call. And Dave just has such a good way of connecting and, and being personable. I mean, in the short time I've known him, I, I told him yesterday, like, I consider him a friend and I have a high level of trust in him. And he called me and we laughed about something going on at work yesterday. And, you know, in a virtual world, that's worth everything. So to make that connection, you're in Houston, he's outside of Boston. And so that does make a huge difference. What one piece of advice, maybe from your parents, mom or dad, that someone gave you that has stood the test of time in your life? Mm, well, I could write a book on on the advice my dad has given me that has served me well. And as you know, Jean, I lost my dad last year unexpectedly. But my dad was the hardest worker I have ever met or encountered in my life. He could, up until the day he passed away, could outwork a, a crew of people. And in fact, my mother has had to replace him with a crew of people for the work he did outside of wow. his professional labor. So his advice, one time I was going, I always called him for business advice. And one time I was going into a job interview. This was, I was in my early 20s. I was interviewing for the NFL. These were big interviews. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he told me, he called me and he was like, good luck today. And he said, but luck, ain't, he was a Southern man, but luck ain't got nothing to do with it. And that I actually have had that saying framed and put on my wall because my dad hung his hat on hard work and working yourself into an opportunity and proving it through hard work and that you don't rely on luck and luck ain't really got nothing to do with it. So um, it's taking advantage of the opportunities that are presented Mm -hmm. to you. And the opportunities are presented usually as a result of hard work. Right. It it is a continuum map. Absolutely. I totally agree with your dad on that. That's great. I'm glad you were able to frame that. So here's (laughs) the last one. What is your ringtone? Oh, my ringtone is just a boring standard. Like, no way! No <laughs> yeah, way! That's kind of surprising, <laughs> huh? It used to be back when like ringback tones were a thing. Did you ever have those? Like people would call you and then they would hear a song? No, no, never did that. Oh, those were like a thing like in the early <laughs> or 2008. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, it used to be like 
I don't know. I love like Dolly Parton songs. Uh, used to oh, be yeah. And Dolly also, Parton is somebody you want to have dinner with, right? You want to have yes. dinner with Dolly Parton. <laughs> don't even get, I, I love Dolly Parton in, in every sense of the word, her music and just everything she's done in her life. But And also Beyonce. You're also a big Beyonce. Beyonce. I love <laughs> old country music and then just like straight up rap and hip hop. It's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> So. Oh, that's, thank you, Jenna, for joining us today on Table Fries. We look forward to having this episode posted. Uh, thanks so much. Thanks. It was fun, Jean. You've been listening to Table Fries with hosts Jean Hopkins and Mayher Govadia from One Screen AI. Jean and Mayher set out to interview every woman working at One Screen AI. At Table Fries, there's always room to share. So grab small plates and don't forget the dipping sauce. Check out your favorite podcast apps or visit us at tablefries.com where the most current episodes will always be waiting for you. Table Fries, where sharing is caring.